Behold, my servant shall act wisely. He shall be high and lifted up and shall be exalted. As many were astonished at you, his appearance was so marred beyond human semblance and his form beyond that of the children of mankind. So shall he sprinkle many nations. Kings shall shut their mouths because of him. For that which has not been told them they see, and that which they have not heard they understand. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant, and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. And we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned, every one, to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away, and as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people. And they made his grave with the wicked and with a rich man in his death, although he had had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him, He has put him to grief when his soul makes an offering for guilt. He shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous. And he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. As they went out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. They compelled this man to carry his cross. And when they had come to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, 
they offered him wine to drink, mixed with gall, but when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his garments among them by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept watch over him there, and over his head they put the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you were the Son of God, come down from the cross. So also the chief priests with the scribes and elders mocked him, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the King of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now if he desires him. For he said, I am the Son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lema sabamakthi. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, This man is calling Elijah. And one of them at once ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. But the other said, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, Truly, this was the Son of God. A good Jew reading or listening to the prophet Isaiah would not have immediately thought, This is my Messiah, one who has no beauty in his image, one who bears our sins for us. Certainly, they would not have expected or hoped that this would be their Messiah or the Son of God. Likewise, the people of Israel gathered in Jerusalem for the Passover feast as they clamored about Jesus, who was riding on a donkey, just as the prophet said. But as they see him, they do see a Messiah. Recall with me, if you will, Judas Maccabeus about a century earlier. And if you've never read the books of the Maccabees, I highly recommend them to you, but in particular, Read 2 Maccabees chapter 10. As Judas Maccabeus rides into Jerusalem in triumphal procession, he goes there because Antiochus IV, the evil and idolatrous Greek ruler, had put up idols all over the city of Jerusalem, the holy city. But especially in the temple, in the Holy of Holies, was an idol in the, in the image of a swine. And Judas 
rides in and it says, I believe in verse 9 of 2 Maccabees 10, that people were waving palm branches and crying out to him. And it would have been a lot like what Jesus experienced when they said, Hosanna, blessed is the son of David who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna meaning, Lord, save us. You see, the people of Israel, their expectation and their hope was deliverance, was removal from oppression, but their expectation was that they would be delivered from the oppressor, Rome, just like Judas Maccabeus, for a time, delivered the people of Israel from the oppression of Antiochus. The people of Israel had their expectation on the wrong wavelength. And likewise, when a good Jew might have heard Psalm 22, they wouldn't have thought to themselves, well, this must be our anointed one, our Christ, our Messiah, proclaiming to God the Father, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Their expectations would not have been that the Christ, the Messiah, would have spoken that way. And yet, on this Sunday, this Palm Sunday, before all of these major events of Christ's passion, death, and resurrection, that is the story that the scriptures portray and proclaim to us. I ask you, where is your expectation today? Any sense of normal that we may have had in our lives has been torn away from us. And by God's grace, by ceasing and distancing, and as science advances and as God intervenes, we will see this disease stayed. But we know there will be great loss of life. We know that our lives will continue to be disrupted. So how have our hopes and our expectations changed in this season? What's remarkable about Jesus is that he, being the eternal word of God, so has no beginning, he is, as the Nicene Creed says, is begotten of the Father before all ages. So there's no beginning to the eternal word and son of God. Yet, he becomes man for our sake. He becomes man in order to show us, in one sense, what God looks like. But he also becomes man to show us what we, as man and woman, as humankind, are to look like. And how does he do this? He doesn't acquire great wealth. He doesn't occupy a place of great political force or power. He doesn't become um, an ascetic living in a cave in the desert, a guru to whom we all would scamper and go for wisdom. Because not everybody experiences those things. Not everyone experiences great wealth or great power or great isolation and asceticism and revelation. But what do each of us as humans, man and woman, what do we experience? Death. 
We began the season of Lent, Chris and I did, with you right here at St. Bart's, putting ashes on your forehead, saying these words, from dust you came, and to dust you shall return. Reminding us all of our common destiny that we will die. But, there's a caveat. The work of God in us, humans, is completed on the cross. As Jesus gives up his spirit and breathes his last and cries, it is finished. The work of creation begun, lo, those many, many, many years ago have now been fully finished as Christ shows us what it means to be fully human. And he opens a way for us if we will set our hope and our expectation in him, he opens a way for us to live the eternal kind of life now. Now, I tell you all of that to give you some context. All the people that should have known better, Hosanna to the son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Those people were a few short days later crying out, crucify him, crucify him. The Pharisees and scribes who knew the Psalms and the prophets, the Hebrew Bible better than anybody, did not recognize that God's suffering servant described in Isaiah 52 and 53 was to be his Christ, our Messiah. Their expectations were off. And friends, if we don't receive this moment in all of its complication if we don't receive this moment as a gift in order to reset our expectations and place our hope firmly in the full and final redemption of all creation through the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, then we will have missed an opportunity to receive life and receive it in Jesus' name. So, as we conclude our Palm Sunday service today, this very not normal Palm Sunday service that grieves me not to be able to process around the church and have, and have palms and sing together with you and see you in the flesh. As we conclude this service, we're going to conclude it just about like we always do, except we won't have Holy Communion. We'll conclude it with confession. And when we confess today, we do so asking God to help us to reset our expectations, to reset our hope. Because the hope towards which we are moving, this whole season of Lent, all the activities that we've been doing or not doing, all of that has been moving towards the hope of resurrection and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So Holy Week, Get one of those prayer booklets. You'll see a link on, our, on the website. There's a prayer for every day in Holy Week. Chris and I are going to be filming short meditations that will hopefully will help you walk with expectation this Holy Week. But pray, engage, and receive the frustration of this time as a gift from God. Receive, I'm just going to be very honest, the anger, the fear, the sadness, the isolation belonging. This is not outside of God's control. 
God is inviting us to meet him in this darkness, to go to this tomb and find that he has trampled down death by death. But first, let's kneel together and let us confess our sins together. Together we say, Out of the depths have I called to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears consider well the voice of my supplication. If you, Lord, were to note what is done amiss, O Lord, who could stand? For there is forgiveness with you. Therefore you shall be feared. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. And now may the peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. Greet one another safely with the sign of peace. God's peace. And now, this Holy Week, as you go out, I pray in all the energy that I can pray that you do so with expectation, that you set your sights on the hope of the resurrection, and as the Collect said earlier today, that you walk in the sufferings of our Lord Jesus Christ. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Let us go forth in the name of Christ. Thanks be to God. God bless you. We'll see you soon.